All right, welcome everybody to episode five of Lack of Initiative. I apologize that we've kind of been on hiatus for a while. Uh, I had some some medical issues. I had some surgery that I had to have done, and it I couldn't edit for a while. But now I'm back, and uh, we've been recording. We've been playing sessions, so we've got a lot of material to share with you guys. And on that note, I want to mention that we have set up a Patreon. We've had some audio issues in the past, and not all of our uh, players are rich enough to afford uh, nice headsets or anything like that. So if you want to help us maybe improve the quality of our production, throw us a couple dollars on Patreon. If you go to Patreon, you search for Lack of Initiative, we should come right up. We're just trying to improve the quality of our product and uh, make a better product for you. In addition... We are going to be releasing our episodes a week earlier on Patreon than we will on Facebook and Reddit and all of those places, so if you'd like to get the episodes a little bit sooner. In addition, we're going to be providing some extras. Um, for example, one of our players uh, likes to design items, and he can kind of talk about that process. I can talk about my process as a DM. And also, one of my players gave me the really great idea to do a, a Strahd audio journal where I kind of narrate Strahd's thoughts about what the party is doing in parallel with them actually going through the story. So we do have other things that we can offer, uh, things that will be exciting and interesting. Uh, if, you, if you send us a couple bucks on the Patreon, in addition, you pay us uh, a little bit extra, and I'll let you design an NPC that I'll then put in the story to have interact with the uh, characters. So if any of that sounds like something you'd like to do, go ahead uh, over to Patreon, search for Lack of Initiative, and uh, help us out a little bit. Thank you in advance to any of you who decide to donate. Our intro for Episode 5 comes uh, courtesy of the players deciding to do something really stupid and finding out exactly what happens when you incur the wrath of your DM. A uh, bolt of lightning comes from the sky. Bromley is dead. <laughs> and Bromley accepts it. And there's no coming back this time. There's there's no struggle whatsoever. You sense that while he didn't get a chance to struggle, he wouldn't have. <laughs> really Irina funny. immediately commits suicide because she secretly was Seven deeply in love. Pileus also dies of shock and having his best friend just killed. Uh, Leander wails in terror and also dies with the loss of his son. Uh, Roland and Qatar, it's time for you to do stuff now. <laughs> Never pays to make your DM that angry. Anyway, on the last episode of Lack of Initiative, the players escorted Irina and Ismark from the village of Barovia to the city of Velaki, and they were just walking up to Velaki as the episode ended. So we'll see this episode, what kind of trouble they can get themselves into and out of. So uh, you guys had... Agreed to escort Ismark and Arena across across the lands of Barovia to uh, to the town of Velaki, where Ismark hopes that they will find a safe place to maybe keep Irina safe, given that uh, Strahd and his people were assaulting their house pretty much every night, repeatedly, and then had mysteriously stopped when their father died. You uh, you traveled across the land. You saw some interesting sights. You took a bridge over a chasm. You saw an old windmill. Uh, you avoided speaking with the Vistani because you were afraid they might be spies for Strahd. You had some you had some fights and some just encounters with weird things on the road. And now you come across the uh, small town of Velaki. Um, Velaki has sort of a sort of a low uh, stone wall all the way around it. Um, uh, with gates that, at this point, as you come up to them, are standing open, since it's kind of mid-afternoon. And uh, here you are. Which direction are we 
approaching from? Uh, you're coming from the east. I want to talk to Ismark. Ismark. Ismark, yeah. I wanna, I'd like to talk to him. Um, and just, what makes you think that this place is going to be any safer from Strahd than your other town? Well, it's it's further away from the castle, isn't it? I figure the further we can get him, we can get her from the castle, the safer she'll be. So what makes you think that she's going to be any safer here versus the town that you just left? Well, like I just told you, we're further away from the castle. If you I notice, Barovia didn't have any walls. This town at least has walls around it. I agree. That seems much safer. But at the same time, if he's as powerful as he seems, don't you think he'll stop at nothing to, to get her? So what? I just hand my sister over to I'm the devil saying, himself? I'm not saying that. I'm saying, I'm saying this is your plan B. What's your plan C? If we can't find a safe place here, we keep going until we find somewhere. Okay, okay. Now, do you know anybody? I'm assuming you know somebody in this town. No! Well, how, okay, that's all. I'm, I'm just wondering what the next step is. Because we've got you guys here. We've got to find a place for you to stay. And I was, and I was hoping you know you you knew somebody, but I mean, if we're just gonna go through it like this, what's your next step, outsider? What's your plan for getting home? I haven't, I haven't. gotten that far yet. Oh, I oh, I see. So I'm I'm supposed to have plan C, D, E, and F, but you can just stumble along doing whatever. I'm doing what I can to keep my sister safe. I'm not questioning that. I think you have been. Then you misunderstand me. Well, maybe I'm you don't communicate to... well enough. Look, when we get into town, you guys can go your own separate way, and I'll try to find a safe place for my sister. I assumed that I was walking with Polias, since he's probably the closest companion that I have in this group. So I'm going to try to move from Polias to wherever Arena is okay. to uh, be able to be like, hey, sorry about earlier. I'd like to pretend that I handle stress well, but I don't, uh, especially in like life or death situations. Sorry if it came out a little harsh there. I didn't mean to to swear at you. While danger itself doesn't stress me out, people I value and danger does. And uh, I probably overreacted and I apologize. I, I understand what you're doing for my brother and I. I we're all under a, a bit of stress. As you can see, my brother is currently yelling at one of your compatriots. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't mean... I don't like him that much. I didn't mean to be rude. I just, again, I understand the stress of the moment. Um, I... I think that, and about this time, like, Ismark kind of comes back and he's like, Sister, once we get into town, we're going to let them go their own way and we're going to try to find a safe place, okay? She's kind of like, oh, oh, okay, Ismark, whatever you say. Well, I don't feel comfortable letting you guys go until I know that you two will be safe. Well, as long as you're not going to point out just how flimsy this whole operation is, I mean, I, w I would appreciate the extra help. All right, hey, that's that, that's on him. I didn't say anything, so we're on the same team here. Pat him on the shoulder. What if we, what if we split up? I'll go find whoever the burgomeister here is in this town, and I'll try to talk to him or her or whoever it is, and you you guys can. I don't know, find an inn, tavern, something like that, and and kind of scope out the town, see if it's the kind of place where she'd be safe. What exactly do you want to speak to the Burgomaster about? No, he's speaking to the Burgomaster. I know, but what exactly would you like to speak with? I'm, I'm going to ask him if how safe his town is, how, how welcoming. I'm going to 
you know, kind of find out how welcoming they are to outsiders. Uh, you can often tell how the people will react by speaking to their leader and, you know, just kind of scope out if this is the kind of place that my sister will be safe. And I think that as burgomeister of another village, I could probably make those connections better. And I think you would probably make some good connections at the, the inn. I mean, that's kind of how we met after all. This, this land, is it all under Strahd's domain? From the mist on the east to the mist on the west to the mist on the north and the south. And are the people loyal to him or just simply live in fear of him? It varies. Um, in Barovia, we mostly just try to not, not gain his notice. Um, I, I've heard there's a village further down the road that keeps themselves locked in all the time. Uh, it varies. I know there, I know there are people out there trying to resist him and work against him, and then there are those who spy for him. It. Well, that exactly, that right there, that's the point. I, if you're going to speak with, with the leader of this town, I would simply try not to tip your hand, show who you are or that you have your sister with you. You never know who's listening and, and where Strahd's influence may lie. Um, just keep your cards uh, close to your chest. Of course. I'm, I don't know anything about these people. This, this whole town may turn us over to Strahd immediately. That's why I'll go and I'll, I'll simply just... A, a diplomatic visit, as it were. One Burgermeister visiting another to talk about how they run their towns. I feel like one of us should go with you. We're outsiders much more so than you. We're, we're not even from this land. Some of we us are in need of rest. I think we need to... So, does one of you want to go with us, or do you all want to head to the inn? How about we all go to the inn together? That's That was my plan, for all of you to go to the inn together. No, I, including you and uh, your sister. I think we could cover more ground if we split up. Besides, I don't necessarily want to expose my sister to the kind of people who might be in the inn. I think, I think the Burgermeister is definitely a safer place to take her. He's right. I mean, Bromley and Leander can go, because I know that they're going to want to stay together. Um, I'll go to the inn, walk around the town with somebody if they want to come. Yeah. I, I just think that if we want out of this land, out of this place, we should be speaking with people who know more about it. So I'm in favor of going to speak with her and seeing if we can get some more information about this land, about Strahd, about basically anything that we can get so that we can try and find a way out. I'm not completely sure how it is where you come from, but often I find that the uh, common folk know a lot of the local rumors and gossip much more than the leaders. I mean, you're welcome to come with us if you'd like. I, I Again, I will take the backup. So... I'm torn. I would like to help continue to protect um, Irina, but I also could use a drink, so... I can always come and find you guys after I'm done with my meeting. Great, the, so we'll meet you at the end. The village right. isn't that big. So that's the end. The siblings go to speak with the Burgermeister, and we hang out at the inn trying to gather intel. Sounds like it. Okay, we will go to the inn. You guys speak with the Burgermeister, and we'll meet back at the inn. Um, I'm assuming there will be just one in this town, or the largest uh, one. Yeah, this this town isn't big enough to really have more than one inn. Now, looking at the size of the town, just kind of the way you can kind of see it sprawled in front of you, 
it's sizable enough that it will have like it'll have a tavern and an inn because um, Barovia didn't have an inn in the tavern it was just a tavern um, this this town definitely looks big enough um, and the fact that the fact that Ismark has referred to villages further in implies that this is like a way stop on the way through the greater lands of Barovia. Uh, one more time, approach Irina and hand her. I'd say, look, I'm a little superstitious. I don't know if this will actually help you, but I want to hand her uh, a flask of holy water and a wooden stake. I don't know if they'll help, but I feel better knowing that you have it. The times that I've interacted with Strahd before, he's always managed to charm me, but if I can manage to fight through it, I, I will put these to good use. Irina, you mentioned, I know you've mentioned this before, but you've interacted with Strahd correct? Yes. I don't remember much of either encounter, though. So he charms you and you, you forget. I just, I just remember the hunger in his eyes. That's, that's really it. I apologize for the experiences that you've had. Not your fault. Is it? No. I'm just apologizing for that, the fact that they happened. Hopefully we can all keep it from happening again. I'd like that. Uh, once you, once you reach the, uh, the town, um, Ismark kind of asks uh, asks a villager on the street because the you know the streets are busy as one would expect for mid afternoon in a village this size. Uh, Ismark kind of asks where um, where the burgomeister might be found, and they direct him to the uh, burgomeister's mansion, which, as it turns out, is uh, kind of centrally located in the town. Um, and the same time, you guys ask. As would be, as it would only be natural, where the nearest inn is, and uh, you are directed um, further in. And uh, there's a main road that kind of runs through, but the uh, this villager kind of excitedly tells you that if you if you go a little ways and you take a little left, it's it's not really a shortcut. It's about the same distance, but you can go through the town square, and um, preparations for the festival are beginning. Um, and you you know, as outsiders, you might want to see this festival. So festival of what? Um, I'm really not sure what which festival this is, but there's gonna be a festival in a couple days. Uh, there will be signs down in the market. Do you you live here? Yes. And you don't know what the we have festivals every week. It's not always the what same festival the same week. But what what kinds of festivals? Oh, all kinds of festivals. Some the burgomeister comes up with each one on his own, and he just he just we have these festivals. So what was the last festival you guys had? Oh, um, I feel like it was like the, the, the lake festival or something where we all like had a lot of water. Sorry. A lot of these festivals kind of run together. When you have one every week, you know, they tend to get blurry. Uh, just, just a slightly random question. Like, does anyone ever die at these festivals? Like, does it ever like break out into like... No. Riots or riots or no. Why would we riot during a festival? What some an people, odd question. Some people get crazy. If we Which rioted, we'd just be destroying our own city. Why would we? Why would we do that? When, when, when big groups of people get together, sometimes it gets crazy. I'm just asking. Oh no, right. the, the, the burgomeister wouldn't allow that. Okay, that's good. That's good because that's called I just, murder. It's frowned upon in most. Of good. I'm just saying I would rather not die today. Oh, I don't. I don't I think anybody here sure. will be a threat to you. I, that's good. I just want to make sure that I can rest easily. Anyway, uh, Blue Water Inn, and make make sure you take the detour uh, through the through the through the square to see the to see the festival preparations. Uh, they say this one's going to be a really good one, and then he kind of hurries on. 
you walk uh, you walk deeper into the town, and uh, you get you get in, and the first kind of major street that goes off to the left opens up into this this little area. Those of you who are who are watching and paying attention, you see that uh, this is kind of like a stockyard, like there are some locked sheds and stuff, and in the middle of the yard is this um, kind of colorful carnival wagon um the paint has kind of faded off of it a little bit but but there's there's clearly like it's kind of, it kind of seems out of place like the little locked sheds and everything are there and then there's just this really colorful wagon kind of sitting in the middle of the yard uh you walk a little bit further you get to the point where the villager told you to uh turn off toward the uh toward the town square and uh you know curious about this festival uh you don't have to if you really don't want to but you turn towards the town square, and uh, as you walk in, you you definitely see the remnants or the decorations for a new festival. Uh, the shops and homes around the town square kind of have these limp, tattered garlands and painted wooden boxes that are all kind of filled with dying flowers. Um, at the north end of the square, there's a row of stocks. Um, locked in these stocks are several men, women, and children wearing plaster donkey heads. Um, but in the center of the square, there's some peasants in kind of patched up clothing. Um, and as you walk through the, walk through the town square, they kind of eye you suspiciously as they, uh, as they use kind of, there's cups, there's vases, there's pitchers, kind of whatever they can to scoop water from a, a crumbling stone fountain. And in the center of the fountain, there's a gray statue of a very impressive looking man, um, facing off to the west. So as you approach... His back is to you, and then as you walk around, you can kind of see that he's standing there impressively. And literally everywhere you look, there will be there's a little sign um, that says, "Come one, come all to the greatest celebration of the year: the Wolf's Head Jamboree. Attendance and children required. Pikes will be provided. All will be well." The Baron. And as you get about halfway through the square, you notice that there's a group of um, guards. Um, coming in the opposite direction, tearing these signs down and putting up new ones. And as you kind of come abreast of them, you see that the new signs say, Come one, come all, to the greatest celebration of the year, the festival of the blazing sun. Attendance and children required, rain or shine, all will be well, the barren. And then you continue on to the other side. Why are of, children? You pass through the square, um, and as you're, as you're walking up this road, you see to your left, um, a really sort of interesting, interesting sign um, hanging outside one of these shops. It says it has a it has a rocking horse sign, and there's a B engraved on it. Um, and you can kind of see through the glasses you walk by that there are like these just kind of jumbled piles of toys. And then there's a there's a sign hanging at the top of the window that the paint is kind of faded, but it clearly says "Is no fun, is no Blinsky." And then you, uh, you make your way back to the main road uh, through the village and right across from, uh, from this, uh, sort of here at this crossroads, you come to the Blue Water Inn. The inn is, uh, it's a large two-story building. Um, it kind of sags a little bit. On, kind of on the tile roof, you see that there, kind of at the corners of the roof, there are ravens perched like actual ravens not statues or, or sculptures um, and there's a painted wooden sign hanging above the main entrance um, and on that sign is a blue waterfall 
This is the Blue Water Inn. Are you all uh, headed inside? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It seems that kind of the evening, the evening clientele at this point, as you kind of slowly made your way through the town, the evening clientele are starting to come in. Um, there's a uh, there's a woman behind the uh, behind the bar serving up drinks. Um, several several townspeople uh, just sitting around drinking, talking. It seems to be you know a normal evening in a tavern slash inn. Is this picture accurate? Is there a gentleman playing cards at the moment? There are actually uh, a couple people playing cards over at a over at a side table. Uh, is it a game I would recognize? Uh, kind of. It, it seems that several of their rules are different, but all in all, the game seems to be close to a game that you know. Um, I, Bromley Lionbrand, heir to the Lionbrand goods, um, would like to get a drink and sit at or near the table of the people playing cards and just watch for a little bit and try to get a feel for the rules. All right, so uh, you kind of watch them for a couple minutes, and one of them looks over and goes, Hey, you want to you wanna play? Uh, yeah. All right, yes. well, come on over. Uh, we'll, we'll deal you in. Where are you, where are you from? Oh, here and there. You done anything exciting? Yeah, uh, define exciting. I don't know, had a fight or really good drink? Just, you yeah. know, exciting stuff. Yes, both. Correct, yes, I've done both. Excellent. Well, tell us about it while we deal you in. Sounds good. And then I kind of want to take a coin out for a lower denomination, probably copper, and just kind of roll it along my knuckles. So you're, you know, you're you're uh, enlightening them with, with stories of adventure, and they're just eating it up as they play with you. And you notice, uh, as you play with them for a couple hands, that they seem to definitely have a family resemblance. You guys uh, all related? Brothers? Yeah, yeah, we're brothers. I, uh... I have a few of those myself. Well, one, really. But, um, yeah, cool, cool beans, you guys. You guys are, I like you guys. You know what? Around for the table. Uh, all right, so Brom immediately kind of kind of grabs a drink and ingratiates himself with these two playing cards uh, at kind of a, a table off to the side here in this inn. What would the rest of you like to do? would like to find some people to chat up. Well, it's not hard. There are quite a few people. Here in this end, I want to inquire about rooms. And uh, how long would you be staying? Um, no more than say three days. All right. Well, uh, a bed for the night will be uh, five silver for each each bed. Um, and, um, for another five silver or for one gold altogether, you can get a, a meal, cooked wolf steak, and uh, and a bed for the night. That sounds great. I would like. Yeah, I will go ahead and uh, pay for three nights with the uh, meal as well. Very well. Um, I've got you. I've got you marked down here in my memory as somebody who gets a meal and a bed for the next uh, three nights. Did someone say wolf steak? Yes. Oh, yeah. And, um, it's the best in the valley. See the uh, the man over there playing cards. The uh, outsider. Yeah, he appears to have made quite the impression on the Vokter brothers. He, uh, yes, he does that. I'd like to pay for a meal for him for the night as well. Just one meal for tonight, then? All right, all right. If all of your friends would like to pay along with you, I, I can do all those transactions at once. Yeah, and um, if you could just, an ale would be great. Thank you. Oh, uh, we, don't, we don't really serve ale here. We have, uh, we have kind of a, 
uh, as you go wine, and we can have a kind of a higher class wine. Um, I'll take the as you go wine then. Very well. That'll be three copper pieces for purple grape mash number three. And the rest of you? Uh, so whatever this guy had, let me get a mug and sit down with the group. Okay. And we'll get, we'll get to your folk talking in a second. Let's get everybody else. We could both sleep outside and we could just pay for like a bunch of wolf steaks, you know. You're down to sleep outside? Yes. Oh, I knew we were going to be friends. I want that two gold back, please. <laughs> and uh, you know what? You keep one of those, and we'll get two more bottles of wine. And wolf sticks? Um, the, the, the Red Dragon Crush is only one silver. For a gold, you could get ten of those if you want to get well and truly wasted. It has been a long time since I got truly drunk, so okay. let's go. Keep the two gold. We'll get ten bottles of the Red Crush. And um, and we'll both get uh, steaks. Uh, sir, your steak has actually already been paid for. No way. By 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 who? By your uh, your uh, your dark friend over there. Well, shit. I was hoping it was a cute girl or something. All right. Well, and here, and we're gonna get ten more bottles of Red Dragon Crush. We're sitting on twelve oh bottles. God, you're gonna get ethically drunk. Oh, I'm so excited to hang out with you tonight, plus. As am I. So you're gonna take Polias back over to meet the uh, the Vokter brothers. Yes. What are their names? Um, uh, Nikolai and Carl. Carl with a K. So, uh, Pilius, you're gonna go join Brom then with uh, with the with the with his new friends. Yes. Let us gamble. Okay. So that leaves uh, well, that leaves Leander, Qatar, and uh, Roland. Roland has gone to to meet with some some local villagers. Um, what about Leander and Qatar? Well, I just paid for um, my night and my steaks. I'm going to take one of those uh, Red Dragon Crush. I'm just going to sit in a corner and survey the, the location. So the uh, the lady behind the uh, the bar has to often take breaks from her working to uh, kind of yell at her two young sons, which tend to just run around the room and, and get in people's way. Um, their names are, respectively... Brom and Bray, she's she yells at those quite often. Um, you see, you see two uh, two gentlemen sitting in kind of an opposite corner from you, who uh, they're they're both wearing like like the cloaks made out of wolf pelts, um, and they're they're not talking with each other very much. Um, they're kind of kind of scowly and and they look a little upset. Obviously, uh, Brom and Pileus and the Vokter brothers are are making a a spectacle of themselves in the middle of the room and then kind of uh, a little a little ways in to uh, your evening you see a uh, a colorfully colorfully dressed man who looks to have some elf heritage about him um, and he comes in and he walks up to the bar and he goes I'll have my usual and she's like okay okay here you go Rictavio he's like thank you ma'am I'm going to go take this uh, to my friend, the the poor destitute toy maker. You know he's really not taking care of himself. But I'll be back later to uh, entertain the patrons before I go to bed tonight. Is that all right? And she's like, "Yes, Rectavia, we've had this conversation. Just, just take your food, and then when you come back, tell your stories." Very well, madam. That's exactly what I'll do. And he takes the food. And he walks out the front door, and uh, that's kind of what you gather from your uh, your evening. 
Is there, um, so like the bar, is it like stools and stuff and people are just sitting there drinking and eating and stuff? Yeah, there, there are bar stools and uh, also tables that people are sitting at, like Brahm and Pileus and the Vokter brothers are sitting around this kind of circular table. I'm going to uh, just sidle up to one of the uh, bar stools with my food and drink and just kind of eat. Uh, is there anybody around next to me while I'm eating? There doesn't really appear to be anyone at the bar right now. Um, mm-hmm. Most people have kind of taken themselves to tables around the room. But that's fine. You don't have to be social. Roland's about to find out a bunch of stuff. So, how old is Brom? Oh, these kids are. These kids are probably like six and eight, respectively. Uh, Roland, let's. We've we've established everybody else. What what would you like to ask these uh, these villagers about? Um. Hello, well Matt. Uh, trying to find out a little bit more information on this festival and. Um... I used some of the other festivals, because... Oh, oh, those stupid festivals. And the one who's talking to you kind of glances around to make sure nobody's really paying attention to him. He's like, those are so... We have to do one every week. The the freaking... The freaking Burgomeister thinks that that'll keep Strahd away from our village. If he has a... If he throws a festival every week, Strahd will stay away. What, is Strahd going to be scared of a party? They're not even that great, anyway. How could they be? You have a week to plan a festival. How great's it going to end up anyway? Uh, not very great, I imagine. Like, <sighs> does, has he ever given like a reason why he thinks that keeps drawn away? No, he never tells us anything. He just sends his henchmen around to arrest and beat up anybody who talks bad about the festivals. Which is why I'd appreciate if you'd keep this under your hat. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm not here to cause trouble. Anybody who says the festivals aren't great are thrown into the stocks because they're supposed to be in league with Strahd. Because, oh, yeah, that's what we all want. Strahd walking around our village. Is that what those people in the stocks were? Like, <sighs> Yeah, I I don't even know exactly what they did. That just that just happens, you know? That's um, disconcerting. Like, It's like, how do people feel about the Burgermeister, uh, if you don't mind? Well, we can't really talk about it, you know? Yeah, that's true. You know, but, you know, there are several of us who... Uh, we don't really like it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. If you uh, want somebody who really doesn't like the Burgermeister, you can go find uh, Lady Fiona Vachter. She she says. And he kind of lowers his voice when he says that. She says, "I'd rather serve the devil than a madman. Like she she'd rather be in league with Straw than in than an idiot like our Burgermeister." That's pretty serious. Uh, how bad is this Straw guy? Uh, he's. I mean, he's the devil. He's the devil himself. I mean. He's a he's a vampire. Oh, oh yeah, I heard. That's really creepy. He uh, he's he's a curse placed on this land um, because of something our ancestors did years and years ago. Nobody knows what, but it had to have been terrible. Does that uh, does that curse have anything to do with like kids going missing? Because uh, I've heard that's been going on. I mean, I mean, we really don't know. That we really, we really don't know. I mean, I think well, there was a guy coming through town the other day asking about a missing kid, uh, but I think I think he's one of those Vistani, you know. Those they're probably all in league with Strahd anyway. I mean, sometimes people go missing, but who's to say? It could be Strahd. It could be just the wolves that are out in the forest. You know, it's not safe to go out there after dark. Do uh, does anyone that goes quote unquote missing ever get found? I mean, every now and then, but not usually. 
Uh, oh, that's not good. Um, I'm actually looking for a kid that's gone missing. Uh, it's been a few weeks. Well, uh, I wish you the best of luck. So, uh, I guess no kids have come through here? No, we don't, we don't get a lot of children travelers. Have any kids gone missing from here? Again, besides that Vistani fool, not, not that I'm aware of. I mean, we keep our kids within the walls, and the Burgermeister keeps us safe with his festivals. I mean, if you really want to know if, about anything that's happening outside... You go talk to those two, and he kind of points off across the uh, room at the two who are wearing the wolf pelts. They go out hunting wolves all the time. Uh, they might know more about the land around here. Maybe maybe they found a body or something? I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'll do that, but um, good chat. Uh, I guess, last question, like, does Strahd ever, like, try to come to this village? I mean, we haven't seen him. A lot of people think he doesn't come here anymore, because... There's a, there's a, well, no, but there's a, there's a village south of here. It's been abandoned for, oh, decades now. Its burgomaster did something terrible and Strahd wiped out the whole village. Um, so we don't really go looking for Strahd, if, if you know what I mean. But, uh, I mean, like, does he ever come looking for brides or, uh... Again, we haven't seen him, but rumors say he can disguise himself as other people, so we can't really be sure, you know? forward to that festival right yeah uh sh- sure it's, it's gonna yeah. gonna be great all right so uh you guys just kind of spend your evening here uh yeah i um am going to take two of those um pints of red dragon crush and try to get these the these uh vector brothers all liquored up oh no they're into that they're they there's no resistance in getting them drunk um spend quite a long time just hanging out and playing games, but eventually I would like to start trying to gently press for information. Um, uh, shit, what was I going to ask? I had a really, I had a key question in my mind, and I didn't write it down like a dummy. That red dragon crush is powerful, man. So, so what do you guys, what do you, what do you guys do for a living? Huh. We just, you know, hang around town, drink. How do you make enough money to pay for your drinks? Oh, we're, we're nobles. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's it's not bad. What's the deal with the guys with the wolf pelts? Oh, uh, they're uh, they're hunters. You see all these, and you they kind of gesture at the walls, and you see that above pretty much every table there's a wolf head mounted on the wall. They're like, they, they, they do that, and they go out and they kill wolves. They got some great stories. It's hard to get them to tell them, but they, they got some great ones, I'm sure. I've heard stories that the wolves uh, are in league with, and under my breath I whisper, Strahd. No, that's, what uh, some, that's what some people say. Do you think that uh, the hunter's killing the wolves? Does that, do you think that bothers him at all? I mean, there always seem to be more wolves. We haven't run out of them yet. Fair enough. Uh, just out of curiosity, you, you boys wouldn't happen to know where someone could lay low for a little while, do you? Here in this town, you don't have any hidey holes or. No visitors stand, visitors stand out around here, like like that fella. And they kind of point over at the bar where this colorful dressed man with elven heritage is talking to the uh, talking to the bartender. He's pretty much the only new guy in town, and he you know he kind of stands out. But uh, if someone wanted to stay somewhere and not be 
sound. You don't happen to have a know of a place for that, do you? I mean, if you're out to take down the Burgermeister, you could probably stay at our house. I think Mom would probably be into that. You're not a fan? Well, we don't really care, but Mom's, she's like super upset and angry about this this whole festival thing and the way he runs the town. You know, it is what it is. What reason would she have for that? Oh, he throws those damn festivals every week, and those are a waste of time. She's just, she's just sick of them? Yeah, I don't know. She got some kind of hard-on against him. I don't know. I don't know what it's all about. We just, you're you know, we just kind of stay to ourselves. She sounds like a lovely lady, and I would love to meet her someday. Well, I guess that's up to you. Because I don't know much about this bear, but if there are schemes to be had, I'd, I'd love to be part of them. Well, stop by and talk to her someday. But be um, warned, she's not one for the drinking. He kind of well, rolls his eyes. Oh, so that's that's why you guys hang out here then? Well, yeah. I mean, we're going to go back and sleep there tonight, but we try to stay out of the house as much as possible. She's always trying to make us plan and do stuff, you know? What's uh, what's your mother's name? Fiona. Um, well, I like you guys. I'm, I'm glad I met you. I'm glad you guys uh, let me play these cards. It's been a fun evening. We don't usually have many uh, many visitors to play with. Um, but it's getting a little late. I think I'm going to go find some trouble to get caught up in. I may just stay here a little while longer and the... That colorful fella's gonna come tell stories. Are they worth waiting around for? I mean, you know, your stories were interesting, his stories are interesting. It's just entertainment, you know? There's not much else to do around town. Alright, I'll hang out. Are we, are we playing the card game with them? It's pretty It's pretty even all around. Like, I don't think anybody really gains or loses a lot of money. Oh, okay. Like, and, and they're not really, like, super heavy gamblers anyway. Like, they were playing with I each other. We were playing for pennies. So, yeah, it's it's really cheap stuff. It's mainly for entertainment. I wonder if we could, like, up the stakes a little bit. Oh, this. you see a twinkle in Bromley's eye the moment you say that. Well, how much money you got to put in, Mr. Make This More Serious? Uh, well... How much you got any, on you? I don't have any money on me. No, I'm no, I, I, to the to the brothers. How much you got on? Oh, you? not much on us. We're not we're not looking to gain or lose any money. Plus, your friend here just said he doesn't have anything. Well, I I would have I would have been his uh I would have played as his champion or something along those lines. Yeah, uh, we're not really into all that. We just play for fun, have something to do. What Fair if we enough. What if we put something on the line that wasn't necessarily monetary? Why? Uh, just for fun. You know, we're having fun. We are having fun right now. Why would we want to make it not fun by getting feelings involved? No, no <laughs> feelings. Just stuff. Like, I'll pull out. Let's see what old Bromley's got in his knapsack. <laughs> I pull out the fancy long sword with the windmill emblazoned on it. Nah, scratch that. That's a little too much. I pull out the jewelry box with the three gold rings and the platinum necklace. Mmm. That's way more than anything we got with us right now. Oh, you guys are no fun. Well, you you did say you guys are uh, royals, right? We said nobles. You, uh, nobles, yeah. What if you? Uh, what if we? Uh... Look, why are you trying to take our money? What are you? What are you? Tr- you know what? Maybe we'll just go warn mom that you're not to be trusted. I'm not trying to take your money. Yeah, you you have just as much choice to take mine. Yeah, but we don't want to take your money. We got enough. Fair enough. 
don't know why. I don't know why you're trying to mess with mess with the flow of the evening, man. It's not. It's <laughs> yeah, not good. For a hero of legend, you would think you'd have more. You say more. you say he's a hero of legend. I bet he's got some great stories. I well, now that you say that, I, I certainly do have some great stories. I can regale you with. Well, how about you tell us some stories instead of trying to take our money? Mm. Uh, well, I mean, what what do you want to hear about? <laughs> Anything exciting, man? Just tell us a good story. Well, see, I can tell him the story about how I was enlarged uh, not long ago. Uh, all right. So, um, kind of towards the end of the evening, this this colorfully dressed man comes back in and he goes, "Good evening, everyone. I trust you've all had a." Restful evening, and it, like at this point, some of the villagers like get up and walk out. Like clearly, like oh, not this guy again. Um, the Vokter brothers kind of like hush you two down. Um, the the wolf pelt guys just kind of lean back in their seats, and they kind of look like they're about to drowse off. Um, and the two the two young boys like run up and sit in bar stools, and they like just focus in on this guy. Like they are one hundred percent invested in this. And he goes. Let me tell you a story. I'm going to tell you the story of the secret society. Once upon a time, and he, he launches into this story, which those of you with some education, um, I'm guessing at this point, this is probably mostly Leander and Qatar. Um, you recognize his story is kind of a, it's kind of an archetypical story. Um, you know, there's a secret society and they're doing secret stuff, but they're really working for the good of the city and all of this. Um, and you, you do kind of catch this idea, uh, this theme throughout the story of like overthrowing poor leadership. Um, but he, he tells this story and then he goes, thank you all for listening. Good night. And then he immediately walks toward the stairs to go up to his room. The barmaid there and just kind of well that uh, that was a quite a story. Oh, Rictavia's got a bunch of them. I gathered that. Does he uh, tell his stories often? Yeah, pretty much every night. What's uh, are they true or are they? Well, you know, I mean, he's a he's a bard. It's what he does. It's his uh, it's his profession. He goes around. He entertains people. He. He's very clear about the fact he's no good at music, so, so he, he tells the stories. So he travels from town to town? Well, he's been here for the past month. My, uh, my husband's been letting him stay because, you know, he, he makes the stories interesting. He makes the evenings kind of fun, and the boys, uh, the boys adore him. That's true. And he's a very good storyteller. I was just wondering, yeah, he, uh, he seems like he's an interesting fellow. Yeah, he seems to have attached himself to the local toy maker. He takes care of him and oh, stuff. Oh, you guys have a... You have a toy maker in town. We did see a we did see a a, a toy shop on the way in. Um, yeah, Blinsky. Out of character. What what was the name again? Uh, Blinsky is the name of the uh the toy maker. Blinsky. Yeah, I did. I I only saw a few children though, other than yours. Do you? Are there a lot of children in uh, town? You know, about as many as you'd expect in a village of this size. Uh, they don't. You know, they're not really. They don't really play outside a whole lot on account of. Danger than wandering outside the walls, getting eaten by wolves and such. But there, there are children around. True. True. You come to the festival. Um, we're all required to bring our children to the festival, so you'll see all, the, all the children of the village. Why? Why? If you don't mind me asking, I mean, I, I'm unused to this to these customs. I understand festivals, but 
required to bring children to the festival? Uh, why would that be? This is because the Burgermeister says if everybody doesn't come, then Strahd will come and punish us. And that includes children, apparently. Apparently, Strahd likes kids to have fun. I don't know. Hmm. Very, very interesting. When was the last time that you got you were aware of Strahd being here? Oh, it's it's been ages. Ages. He doesn't get out much. It's just he doesn't his, have to. Uh, that's what I was. Yeah, his name is enough to. Besides, to, he can't really get his spies into our town since we don't let the Vistani in. So. That's, I think that policy more yeah, than the festivals saw, keep Strahd away. I was going to say, yeah, we saw a camp on the way in, but we uh, definitely made sure there's, that we didn't. There's another camp just outside of town if you have a real desire to meet him. Huh. Not, not, at this, not at this time, but thank you. Um, can I get one of those purple crushes, by the way? Yep, I'll be another three copper. All right, nice. Put it on the table. Thank you. Purple great mash number three. All right. You uh, you I'm all done. traveling together? Um, yeah, we we are uh, uh, a little band of travelers, you could say, and um, just uh, some friends of ours were moving from town to town, you know. And like you said, there are dangers on the road, so they uh, asked us to give them a hand moving up here, and we we've been traveling for about a day or so, and just got into town we're actually not from this area so we're just kind of exploring the land you know well if you're uh if you're looking for work maybe talk to my husband tomorrow he might have something for you to do you know that would be great uh we yeah we are looking for maybe a little work and maybe uh, uh a little more information as to you know we've heard a lot about this Strahd, but we don't really know uh i don't think you want to learn what... much more about Strahd. that's a that's just a path to more pain and sadness that's that's my understanding so far but yeah uh, where where would we find your husband tomorrow morning he'll, we he'll be around he'll probably be tending the bar tomorrow morning he tends to work mornings i tend to work evenings all right all right well thank you very much yep have a have a good night you all you too and i'm just gonna uh, yeah it's kind of getting late drink. yeah people have started to file out um even the Vokter brothers are kind of starting to starting to close up the card game and they start kind of drunkenly saying stuff about going home and most of the villagers have left. Uh, you all well, going uh, to head up to your rooms? Oh, except for Pileus and uh, Brahm, who plan to go sleep outside? You want to go find a good tree to sleep under? Yes. Yeah, let's, let us find a, maybe a, a stable with some uh, spare hay. That's a good idea. Uh, I hand him one of the bottles of wine. Um, and then I guess he and I go walk around trying to find a decent place to... Uh, there is actually a stable connected to the uh, to the inn. Oh, no way. Look at you. You're so smart, Polaris. What can I say? I'm a, I'm a brilliant drunk. Um, all right. Um, I'm going to take one of the empty bottles, assuming I'm probably about to pass out any moment. Take one of the empty bottles piss in it and then just chuck it somewhere just oh, not okay. even look you you hurl this bottle with your drunken your drunken reflexes you hurl it about five feet into the grass nice. <laughs> okay 
good enough for me. I didn't even look where it went. I just threw it over my shoulder. So I was just, I'm pretty drunk and I'm trying to be belligerent. So I wanted to simultaneously smash a bottle and piss on something. So you, that's uh, how I think I accomplished that mission. You have fulfilled both of those desires. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, I want to give you a high five for that. A drunkenly, like, sloppy high five. Prom, you missed Pileus's hand, even though he's not really moving it that much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I assume I'm pretty drunk, so I like just lean into him and be like, "Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm glad we. I'm glad we did this. I'm glad I got to know you. I. I I'm glad there's someone here that's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am a hero of legend after all. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Did, I'm gonna did I tell you now. that? Did I tell you I'm a hero of legend? I have heard that. Yes. The the rat slayer. Slayer of rats. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right, good night. I want to find Leander as we're as we're going to bed. All right. And I mean, is he in his room? Like, or did we just? Like, I mean, you probably on the way up the stairs. The you can you can All right. kind of pull him aside and talk. Yeah, to him. so we're Leander. What's we've been here for what three or four days now? About two days. About <clears> two <throat> days. It's longer. What? Clearly, we are no longer in the places where we resided what's your uh, take on where we're at and getting home i do not know enough about this land or why it seems that the mists surround it and strahd and his lore i don't i don't know enough i i think that we need to find a way out and find out if anybody else has shown up like we did and has made their way out I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if we were selected. I don't know if we, the, we walked through something. The barmaid any... over... I, I don't know yet. I over I talk, Overhearing, um, you know, your son and his companions and then talking to the barmaid a little bit, apparently outsiders stick out like a sore thumb. So I have a feeling that it won't be too hard to find somebody. But uh, I think... I don't know. She offered if we needed work tomorrow to talk to her husband. And... While we may not need to work, it may be a good way to get information um, without it being obvious, you know. Right. Little rub shoulders with some of the townsfolk doing some work. Hey, we just need some money, and then we might be able to find a little more information. Because right now, all I know is we're stuck here, and uh, it seems like they're ruled. It seems like uh, there's some pretty scary things going on around here well it seems perpetually dark have you noticed that the there's no I have. there's no sun um, i thought it was just my imagination i thought it was just a cloudy day i mean it did hasn't you see any, did you see any wolves they've been talking a lot about wolves and i've yet to see any well it i think personally that the legend of strahd or whoever this this person is has become so <clears throat> it's been put into mythology it's mythic in nature and people yeah. are making it seem bigger than it is um i think Makes people sense. are distrustful of outsiders i keep hearing about the vistani being spies of strad and i don't know if that's truth or simply they don't they don't know the vistani at all so they just they're outsiders and no one likes yeah. the other yeah um, they don't live in a city so they don't like that and that might be the reason that they call them the you know the spies of Strahd or savages or whatever, or what have you. 
I, I don't know enough about this location or it's, or the people here to make any kind of determination yet. It's it's one of the things I'm I'm trying to learn more about to see if there's a way for us to navigate these waters a little bit better and get out of here because it's not a place yeah. I want to spend time in and I have a family to go back to. Yeah, I, I need to get back to the monastery. I, uh, I'm with you. I, I'm going to keep my eyes open and see what we can see. But uh, I think that uh, yeah. I think in terms of work, I I'll probably be able to get something done for um, Did Did you catch his name? I did not, but he does work in the mornings. So assuming when we come down in the morning, he should be there. We can talk and maybe either he can give us work or tell us where to go. Oh, I I saw a broken cart outside um, and a few other things. I can probably fix a few things around here and there for them. Um, I'm not I'm not much one for fixing, but I can at least do some, some manual labor here and there. and. Um, see what we can find out uh and did you want to go talk to the burgermeister tomorrow as well i'll i'll leave that to uh young ismark and uh see whatever mm -hmm. he says did did ismark ever come to yeah. the inn by the way uh no he did not should we should we tuck um, in for the night or wait for them or should we go find them i mean i i do want to make sure while we have fulfilled the rules of our contract, I do feel bad for them. I do want to make sure that they're okay. I do think, however, Leander, I think, you know, I know we may not all get along and we may uh, be uh, a little patchwork, but I think it's definitely safer to stay in numbers than it is to split up. I agree with you. Quick question. I know you've, I've seen you pray. You keep mentioning the monastery. What faith do you practice? I am a... Uh, Worshipper of Saloon. Mm. The moon, huh? Yes. So do you um, feel at home here? Do you like the darkness? I feel... See, the thing is, we've seen the darkness. It does give me some sense of comfort that it is here, but I can't explain it, but it just it does not feel the same. I don't have the same connection um, that I did at home. I don't, I, having grown up the way I did and outside and, and having been looked at the way I, I've been looked at my whole life, it's very troubling to be out of that and be somewhere where danger's all around and not feel any connection with home at all. But I keep praying and hoping that she will be able to speak. What about you? Do you have any faith i have faith in the things i can make and yes i uh i follow the ways of gond have you heard of him i i have i have not heard of gond Nate. you should i'd like to hear a little more though well gond is the lord of all smiths he's a forger crafter and uh i enjoy i enjoy the idea that all things can be created. All all good things can be created. Physical objects. There's there's truth in hard work and creation and making something at the end of the day. It's been a 
It's been a while since I've had my hands get ready in the forge. I'd like to go back. Sounds very uh, sturdy. Keeps you grounded. You could say so. <clears throat> well, I have a feeling before uh, we all get out of here that everybody's going to get their hands dirty one way or the other. But well, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty tired for the night, so I'm gonna I'm gonna turn in. But uh, we'll talk to the uh, bar barkeeper tomorrow morning and just kind of see what see what we can find out. Works for me. All right. Have a good night. You too. Um, I actually do have something I would like to do uh, before I go to sleep. Okay. I'm going to take all the remaining metal that I have from the things that we've picked up along the way, some of the armor, um, and I would like to try and craft a necklace shaped like a moon that has um, like a compass navigation to it. Uh, yeah, I just, mean, this is just common metal. You're not, like, trying to do this out of, like, silver or gold or anything, so... No, no. But it's it's definitely meant to be, like, a, a moon necklace and then also serve as a as a functional compass. Um, uh, you do have a little bit of trouble getting it to function as a compass. Um, it always seems to be a little bit off from how you feel it should be. Huh. Like, well, sometimes it'll, it'll tell you that north is definitely one direction. It won't waver. And then you'll you'll look at it a couple minutes later, and north will just be slightly off to one side. Well, <clears throat> I don't like giving non-functional gifts to people, so I, I will mean, not be giving. It's that always to in the general direction of north, but it's not always dead on. Right. Okay. The night is peaceful, uh, even for Bromley and uh, Pileus. Although you do find when you wake up, Bromley and Pileus, that you do smell faintly of horse urine. <laughs> Because uh, you're sleeping oh. in hay in a stable. This, in one hey, of this, the isn't our first, this isn't our first rodeo. Alright, yeah. Uh, I go and try to wash myself off as best I can. Take a bird bath. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely cold. But it's clean oh, water. Yeah, that's, so That's fine. I can deal with cold. I have a block of incense as well. I don't know how that works. You like rub incense on, on it. yourself? No, 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 no. I'm just... I don't... I just I want us to smell a little good, so I just want to burn a little bit to like. Okay. I don't have perfume, but this is the best thing I can do to like try to mask the urine. Sure, Pileus, do you uh, do you also wash yourself or? Yes. Do you allow Brom to scent you up with this incense? Absolutely. All right. You both smell faintly of uh, faintly of incense, which is not necessarily yeah. a, a great smell. It's kind of a weird smell still, but it's not a bad one. Um and. I check my imaginary watch and realize it's time to start day drinking. And I try to f take a sip from the bottle I hopefully didn't finish <laughs> before I passed out. I mean, the dregs are still in there. Okay, yeah. I just need a little uh, pick-me-up. You all, you all wake up and you come downstairs and the whole family is kind of sitting behind the bar eating these, these bowls of, like, porridge. They offer to share just, like, a bowl with each of you. While you're all kind of there, uh, Rictavio comes down the stairs, grabs a bowl of porridge, and rushes out the front door without saying more than a couple words to anybody. There's just kind of an extra bowl that's sitting at the end of the bar that he just grabs and runs off with. And then uh, you're all sitting here eating breakfast with the family. Qatar. Yeah. Heads up. And I throw him uh, the compass that I made the night before. You mentioned you felt a little lost and didn't have a connection. It's meant to uh, 
keep you on your path and remind you of home. I uh, bow my head. Thank you, my friend. And put it on, kind of fingering it with my hand as I uh, eat my porridge. So I turn to uh, the, the barmaid. What's her name again? Uh, you never asked her name. I did not. So you said, and I'm sorry, I, I, I apologize greatly. I did not get your name last night, ma'am. My name is Danica. Danica. I am Qatar. This is my friends uh, Leander, Roland, Bromley, and our hero of legend, Pileus. Oh, we've got another Brom in the house, do we? I hope yours isn't as much trouble as ours is. Well, only sometimes. She kind uh, of glances down at count, him. Count yourself lucky, ma'am. You said uh, we might be able to get some work today if uh, your husband had anything for us to do. She kind of looks over, and uh, the man who's been sitting next to her eating kind of glances up at you as if he's just kind of noticed you for the first time. He's like, yeah, name's uh, Irwin. I uh, I don't really like to mention this to people, so if you could keep this if you could keep this a little bit quiet for me, uh, we've almost run out of wine. Um, the next shipment hasn't arrived yet, um, and I might be able to you know help you out in some way if you could just go to uh, there's a vineyard, a winery. It's a few miles west of here. Uh, follow the old Svalich Road. There'll be signs. Um, just go up there, uh, talk to the old crow in charge of the, uh, the winery and see if you can get my next shipment of wines. Because if I run out of wine, we're not going to have, uh, not much of a tavern without wine. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, and since I you're understand. our only in guests at the moment. Hey, and I, I kind of lean over at the table, look at Bromley, like, you know, half, half, still probably half drunk and say, Hey Bromley, what do you say? We, uh, go grab some wine from a winery and bring it back. Yes. Yeah, I thought I thought he'd like that. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll gladly help you out um, as soon as we can kind of get our morning situated and get ready. All right. Uh, yeah, um, just follow the signs and see if you can get us another shipment of wine. Before we go on that little adventure, do you have anything around here that needs uh, fixing? I noticed out front you have a carriage that seems a little broken. We could always use some starting capital. Um, anything that you need fixed, I can do. I mean, I could probably uh, give you some of your money back for the for the night stays. Uh, you could you could help out around here today. Um, festival's going to be in a couple days. If you want to stick around long enough to uh, attend that, um, that's certainly a possibility. Um, and you could kind of ask around town. I'm sure, uh, given given how much you Bromley made friends with the uh, Vachter brothers last night, they'll probably want to talk to you. Uh, I'm sure you can find things to do around town if you'd like to stay. We can make it a few more days without wine. It's just that I don't like to leave my family here and go off looking for the next shipment i'd prefer to pay somebody to do that of course no yeah that that works out i think perfectly i could just fix a few things around here get one of those nights uh paid off back and then we could head over and get your wine for you unless anybody else wants to stay for the festival well the festival's not for a few days so we've got some time to make that yeah. decision how long is the the trip to get the wine probably a day there and a day back well does anybody here want to stay for this festival that everybody keeps talking about uh, I mean, we can do both of those things, right? Yeah. While everybody's deciding stuff, I need to get my hands dirty and do some work. So I'm going to go outside. Uh, I go out and I'm just going to spend my time doing mending and uh, fixing it up. Wow. Um, shortly after Leander goes outside and starts trying to piece together this puzzle of a broken down cart, he sees two familiar figures 
walking towards the inn. It appears that Ismark and Arena have returned to talk with you. Uh, Bromley would like to have spent breakfast trying to teach Brom uh, how to palm a card. Okay, he um, has tiny hands. You might work out I better know, with a coin. Well, I want to teach him how to do a three-card Monty, and I don't know how to do that with coins. Oh, I'll teach him the cup thing. I'll teach him the cup thing. Yeah. yeah so I'll yeah, teach yeah. him how to palm, palm a coin, and then I'll teach him how to do the, the shell game. Yeah. Um, eventually. He's a, he's a pretty quick learner. He's kind of picking it up. Um, his parents watch in amusement, but don't seem too upset about this. So yeah, uh, Leander, you see uh, Ismark and Irina walking up. Ismark. Oh nice my goodness! You. I thought we were never gonna get away from that. What happened? The burgomaster of this town is insane. He is he is crazy. He he throws these festivals to try and keep Strahd yep. away. Once every week. Yeah, he's very excited that we will be at his festival here in a couple of days. I I couldn't rightly say no to him, you know, and tip my hand as you would say. Right. So we'll be staying with uh, them for a while. Uh, although we are making plans to leave hurriedly if we have to. Uh, there's a servant that works for the Baron, and I don't like the way he eyes my sister. He, uh, listen, I have never before thought I would be sick of hearing a man say all will be well. But that man says it every other sentence, and it's the most annoying thing in the world. Hmm. Well, no worries. Once we figure out <clears throat> what we have to do, and uh, we might be going to get some wine. If you want to make another trip to another location, I I don't do so. think I want to take my sister outside the city walls until I have a definite destination in mind. Um, I don't think a winery would be a very safe place to take her, especially if not what I've heard of this winery. It seems fairly unprotected. Um, I think we might try to stay here at the inn. Uh, for the next several nights, instead of saying with the Burgomeister, just because, again, I don't, I don't like the way that man was looking at Arena. This, I don't know. This town seems to be on edge. There seems to be some noble families who are against the Baron and his ways in the festivals, and seem to think that it'd be better to follow Strahd than an insane uh, Baron. I'm not quite sure that here is a location that you'll find yourself safe in if anybody should discover who you're trying to get away from. Oh, okay. Well, if that's the case. Any kind of safe place we could find would be to our liking. Because that man cannot keep us safe. I, I'm not convinced of his competence at all. And if if there is a family here who is trying to gather favor with the devil it it might do well to stay away from them in case they try to use you as a bargaining chip still the inn is nice the beds aren't exactly all that comfortable but they'll do do you have enough to be able to cover uh both our payment and uh the nights that you'll be staying how much do you want for your payment okay i i honestly don't know what's fair price um so we don't have a large amount of gold with us but you're welcome to anything in our house your house Back in, yeah, in the town that we just left. I don't think we'll have any more need for it. Interesting. We'll we'll discuss it with the others. They're they're back inside still eating breakfast. All right. Leander walks in with uh, Ismark and Arena. Uh, I politely stand up when she enters the room. I don't think I've ever seen my son do that, and I grin, obviously. All right. Well, look who I found. I'm gonna scoot over and make a place for them. Or are we at a, like a bench or like? Chairs. You're at the bar, so you're on bar stools. Okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna, you know, get up, pull out a bar stool, 
come sit, have breakfast. We've already eaten, thank you. Um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, innkeep, we'd like to stay here um, for a couple days. And gives them the same spiel about money, and they're like, "Well, we're, we have to stay. We have to stay through the festival." So they go ahead and they pay their their two gold for the next two evenings and some beds for the night. Ismark, um, so you you talked to the burgermeister already, have you? Yes, far too much. Did you tell him about us at all? Not really. Okay, I was just wondering. I just said that I was here with my sister and we were trying to find a place to settle. Any luck? I don't think this is a safe place. Again, we ha- we have to stay for his festival because yeah, I've agreed to do that. But I think as soon as as soon as the festival is over, we'll we'll head out. Yes, we have uh, been told many times that we must stay for the festival. It makes me want to not stay for the festival. I mean, you guys are certainly free to free to do what you'd like. Well, we're still figuring that out, but uh, we'll let you know. I mean, do we want to go talk to the doctors before we head out to this winery? Uh, I'd say we let them marinate. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, let's, you don't want to come on too strong. Let's... What is our plan? Are we going to do the wine thing or are we going to explore that windmill? Or... Uh, well, the wine thing gets us money. Uh, yeah, but the windmill which... might also get us valuables. Who are knows what? Any... Who hides valuables in a windmill? I, was gonna say, yeah. I mean, there's, I assume grain or something that could be sold did we see strahd's castle i know we saw it on you the did. map yes yeah we, did. Yes, you did. yeah we and we got on level with it as we yeah were, you we saw it from the base of the from the base of the mountain from barovia you could look up and you could see the supports coming all the way down to the village and then, and then once you walked past it once right? you'd gone up you could see it kind of on the on the level with you off in the distance okay yeah. i mean we could just go See if this guy's even home. If he's even still alive, no one's seen him for a while. Apparently, I don't no, think you want to do that. No, we if he choked on a grape in the night. You know, he's, he's been, been dead for years. Maybe he's That's a vampire. He's not going to die like that. Ismark had him come to their house, but only a few what, like a week ago. Well, he had things, not Strahd himself. I might call Strahd. him a Strahd. Have you not been listening? Irina seems quite upset at your idea to go visit Strahd. I say we get the wine, we drop it off, we go check out the windmill, then uh, see what see what the plan is. Because the, the wine is a sure thing. Plus, Bromley, winery, come on, I know you want to see that. Yeah, I mean, I do. As you're walking out of town, uh, as you get uh, close to the other city gate, you pass the town's uh, church. <clears throat> this church is uh centuries old um there's a huge steeple coming out of the back uh the walls have cracked stained glass windows all depicting some form of saint uh there's a fence of wrought iron enclosing enclosing a little garden of gravestones next to the church um and even though the sun is up there's just like a low mist in the graveyard uh the uh, priest is standing out front um speaking loudly to all who were here entreating them to please come to the evening service um and as he does so you see working in the graveyard digging a grave there's this um there's this man kind of kind of this thin man with the shovel just just like digging a grave like it's the only thing he has to do he's just like dead focused on his his grave digging and the priest is is standing by the side of the road 
Please, everyone, come, come to the evening service. Come to the evening service. Please, the church is a place of refuge. You can be safe here. Please, just come, come to the evening service tonight. Can I... Is he actually trying to keep us safe, or...? He seems pretty sincere. Um, he, you looking at him, he, he looks like a, he looks like a, just a, a priest who's trying to do the best he can for his, for his flock. I've never been a fan of sitting and preaching. Uh, Katar's gonna just quickly, like, go over to him and, and good evening, Father. I, I hope this day finds you well. Well, it is, it is the morning, but good morning. Good morning, yes, it's, we've been on a long journey. Um, I hope, how is, how is your, uh, your flock doing? Are you, are you doing well? Well, you know, everyone, everyone seems to be sad and down these days, but I do what I can to raise their spirits. You are blessed among men for that, Father. Thank you for that. We, I mean, we have had a bit of trouble recently, but we are trying to keep our spirits up nonetheless. What, what happened recently? Well, we had interred here in our little church uh, the bones of one Saint Andrew. Uh, he was a holy saint, and I believe his his bones brought the church a measure of perfection. Protection. He kind of lowers his voice, but they've recently gone missing, and I I fear for the safety of the church without the bones. Really, has this has anything like this happened before? No, never. Uh, it worries me that this would happen. I, I just I just I don't I don't like it. I no no I, I understand. find those bones I, and bring them back. No, I understand. I I too am a man of faith, Father. I will I will. Pray perhaps that perhaps you... you'd be willing to help then. Maybe, maybe you could go through the town. Maybe find out who has these bones. Not, not this day, Father. We are already engaged in a in a uh, venture, and I, I would not wish well, to. Well, then I, I pray that we are still here when you come back. Yes, I would not wish to uh, do one thing and and disregard my duty currently. But I will uh, hopefully find you when we go back, and I will, I will pray for you. Be safe upon your journey. Thank you. You as well. Bless. And Katara catches up with everybody else. So uh, you guys set out from the uh, from the village of Alaki, headed west. He told you to follow the old Svalich Road, about 30 minutes outside of uh, Valaki. You come across a um, uh, an old bridge. Uh, there's an X intersection. There's branches to the northwest, northeast, southwest, southeast. Um, there's a lower half of a snapped wooden signpost uh, kind of thrusting upward at an angle near the eastern elbow of the intersection. Uh, the top half of the sign has arms pointed in four directions, and it lies in the weeds nearby. So Shit. it appears that the signpost that used to stand at this intersection has snapped off. And we don't really know which way to go. I mean, the signpost is broken. Can I pick it up and try to place it back on to see which direction everything would go? Sure. How about that candy stuff he was doing earlier? I mean, once once I know the direction and the place to put it in, I'm sure I can mend it. I just want to make sure it's in the right direction. Uh, this thing is pretty well shattered. It looks like something maybe cut through it and splintered it, so the pieces don't exactly fit together straight. Bromley doesn't like to see his dad frustrated. Uh, so, Bromley, you noticed something that your father missed, and it's pretty clear to you how this signpost should go. Um, so you kind of walk over and you take it from his hands and you put, place it down the way that you see it fits, and you're like, you're kind of gesturing at it like, see? It's, it's like this. I take my hand over it. Um, it looks... It looks decent, and I will cast Mending. All right. So as of right now, the signposts point uh, in this direction. Um, to the southwest, it says Kresk and Solenka Pass. To the northwest, it says Lake Baratok. 
To the northeast, it says Vallaki and Ravenloft. And to the southeast, it says Berez. And where are we trying to go? Do we remember? The Wizard of Wines Winery. So we don't have a direction, really. Along the old Svalich Road. So you could continue kind of following the road straight. Oh, okay. Or you could turn off. sounds like a good... Follow the road. Follow the yellow road. Okay, so you guys uh, decide to keep going straight uh, down this road. And uh, you're just kind of winding through the woods here. It, it seems pretty peaceful. Occasionally you hear what sounds like uh, something might be off in the woods uh, next to you. Um, but you can't really be sure. Uh, I think we might need to slow down or prepare to fight. Fight or what? Or get double? Why? Uh, remember that those uh, beastly dudes we ran into the other day? Yes. Yeah. yeah it looks like there's some more of those uh, coming up. From kind of hiding, hiding, uh, hiding in the road ahead of us. Can we uh, try to? How far ahead? Probably like a hundred yards or so. Okay. Like the rest but, of you, the rest of you, even with him pointing them out, can't manage to really see what he's talking about. I just want to make sure they don't hear us talking. Okay, well, what do you want to do about it? Uh, that's a good question, because remember, we don't have... Um, our buddy Ismark here to save our asses. Yeah. And uh, I would say let's cut through the woods, but I don't know this place well enough. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. How many are there? There are Can just several tell? shapes. shapes. like, And they blend into the dirt of the road so well that, again, Roland's really the only one who can make out. Okay, hold on. Let me look at something real quick. I can make, I can heavily obscure the area if we want to try to slip past. I think that's. I mean, that or we would have done okay last time if we'd all concentrated on one or two. We could. We are we uh, uh, aiming for a fight, or do you do you guys want to try to get away? I would like to not fight if I can help it. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. Let's we can obscure the path that we can and try to uh, get away from them. Fight, fight, fight. So here's here's what I'm thinking, so that we don't get lost in the in the fog. Is we tie a rope to each of us, and then okay. just try to cut through without getting caught. Sounds like a good plan to me. Okay. okay. Oh, that's so. Cool. Ah! Move. What? That's awesome. <laughs> Moving as as quickly as I can, I'd like to take, I'd like to tie us all together, and then once that is done, I would like to use my, I want to say it's healer card, and I'm gonna cast fog cloud about where uh, Roland tells me where these people are. Okay, you get and uh, you know obviously you you get close enough so that you're within range to cast your spell and all of that. Right. Um, so you heavily obscure um, pretty much the whole distance and even into the woods on either side. And yeah, so like like we said, it, it's about a uh, eighty foot yeah circle. You make your way to the other side of this. So you guys successfully sneak past these uh, these these figures lying in ambush, mm -hmm. and uh, you reach another uh, another crossroads. Um, there's a there's a signpost next to the road. Um, there are three arms of the sign pointing along the, the three branches of the road. Uh, to the north, it reads Kresk, um, and you can kind of see a stone bridge spanning a river in that direction. The arm pointing east obviously reads Vallaki, 
and then the one pointing southwest, uh, the road kind of slopes gently downward in the direction that the sign says is the Wizard of Wines. Uh, so you guys start down, and before long, the road moves from being a well-established road to being kind of just a, a path. Uh, there's no longer, like, it's no longer, like, swept clean or anything. Occasionally there are branches down across it. It looks like it's just generally not well taken care of. And, uh, and you guys kind of pick your way along this path until you come to a little, a little opening. And you can see up on a little bit of a hill there appears to be a, uh, a building. So you guys make your way up the hill. You guys are, are walking down this path, following kind of this muddy trail through the woods, and there's uh, you come to a, a meadow, and the trail splits. One branch kind of heads to the west into the valley, and the other one leads south into some, some very dark woods. And there's a wooden signpost pointing west, and it says, Vineyard. So obviously, you guys take the vineyard path. And uh, as, you, as you kind of approach the, uh, the buildings, uh, a light drizzle kind of begins to fall. There are unpainted fences kind of following the trail, um, which kind of goes around to the north of a sprawling vineyard before bending around south toward a, toward a stately building. And as you look into the, like the fog amongst the vineyard, it, it seems to take on ghostly forms and shapes. And occasionally you'll see some rope-handled half-barrels that are used for hauling grapes. Uh, to the north of the trail, there's a large stand of trees. And... Uh, at the edge of the trees, there's a man wearing a dark cloak and cowl, and he's waving at you to come to him. I, I guess we approach the guy. Like, yeah, I mean, I, because the guy is waving at you from the woods, not from the building. Oh, so he's like some creepy dude. Oh, there's like a guy standing at the edge of the woods, wait, beckoning you kind of urgently to come over to him, and then the winery is in the other direction. You guys hang out here. I'm going to go check it out. Yeah, let's not do that. And if we're gonna it's go, not, anywhere, I'm not splitting go. the party. But if some shit okay. goes down, I don't want everyone involved. Like, yeah, yeah. But if shit goes down and everyone's involved, let the dead guy <laughs> deal with it. All right. So, uh, Bromley, you're gonna go uh, approach this figure. Yeah, I'll go talk to him and figure out why he wants. It's so urgently beckoning us. I will okay. go with him. Okay. So, uh, you you approach. And um, as as you get closer, you see other figures also dressed in uh, in dark cowls and cloaks step out of the uh, of the forest around him um, until there are nine figures standing there. Um, and as okay. you get closer, you kind of see that these dark cloaks and cowls are are leather, and they're to keep the rain off because it has started to drizzle a little bit. Uh, the the man who was gesturing at you uh, steps forward and he goes, "What do you want?" Ooh. What do you want? I'm the owner of this vineyard. What do you want? I'm supposed to be here. You're the one who's you're the one who's coming up to the vineyard doing acting all shifty. We're just walking to the building. How is that shifty? Why? You're the one hanging out on the edge of the woods. Why are you here? We're here to acquire a shipment of wine. For who? For the owner of the Blue Water Inn. That's all? That's all you want? Yes. Why are you so agitated? Why are you coming to my winery? To, to pick up a shipment of wine. I just said that. This isn't normal. This isn't how we normally do business. Uh, Besides, okay. you can't have any wine. The winery's not functioning. Why is that? Depends. You here to help? It depends on how broken it is. Very broken. D then no. Good luck. 
Okay, bye. Bye. Wait, what's going on? What's broken? I don't care. What's wrong? No, leave it. He's not worth it. We came here to do a job. We came here to get wine. Yeah. Let's do that. Broken. What's broken? It doesn't matter. Whole... His attitude is the first thing that's broken. The whole vineyard's broken. We can't we can't grow grapes How... anymore. How is it broken? You're here to help? What does that mean? Y yes. Can't grow wine. Can't grow grapes. What? Why? You keep saying that the vineyard is broken. What does that mean? What is broken? Is the land actually physically ruptured or you're not able to grow there anymore? What exactly is your problem? We were we were attacked by evil druids with their their walking bushes and trees and <laughs> nasty things and they attacked the winery and they forced us to take refuge here in the woods. Okay, so they're they are people who are actively trying to stop you from making wine. And plants, they're actively stopping us. Right, so nature's attacking you. Pretty much. Where okay. are they now? Go to the winery. I'm sure you'll find them quickly enough. Okay. Well, at least that gives us a direction. If you want your winery back, that means that you need to either negotiate or take back the land from the druids. Why were the druids attacking you? Do you know why? No, they didn't talk. They just attacked? Yes. Did you know how many druids, how much plant life was attacking you? A lot. It seemed like the whole forest came at us. More than the nine of us could handle. But you seem stronger than we are. Perhaps perhaps you could make it. So there's nine of you. Do you have any supplies? Any items that could be used as weapons? Not beyond our, our weapons. Some so of them you have, do have some weapons. Of have, some of them have... Um, some of them have knives and, like, vineyard-working tools on them. Okay. And if the nine of you plus us went in together, we might be able to reclaim your land much easier. Uh, you notice that um, four of these figures mm -hmm. uh, appear to be children. Even Wait, though what? they've been kind of, like, trying to puff themselves up and look like they're just small people, they're actually children. Well, if the five of you who are adults, or maybe four, and leave one behind to protect the children, come with us, perhaps we can uh, reclaim this location much faster for you. Hopefully we can uh, get rid of these druids and or negotiate with them. There must be some reason that they attacked. There must be some reason, some way to... They won't talk to me. Perhaps they'll talk to you. Maybe. I've always wanted to own a vineyard. You you want to own one? Yeah, I mean, well, the way I see it is if we go capture the vineyard, it's ours now. Is, is he hearing this? Is he next to us? How do those terms sound to you? It's fine. You can have it. Good luck with it. <laughs> you're, you're willing to give get rid of your business just yeah. like that? I know if somebody went and took my my business, I would not feel easily let go of it. I, I would not be able to do that. You seem pretty dead set on the idea, so go for it. <laughs> All right, Brom, let's do this. It'll be a oh, gift for you. Hey. And Brom goes, okay, guys, we, I'm done. I'm staying here. <laughs> going to keep his whiner, and we're never going to hear from him again. Yes, dude. I am so... Oh. And this is in character, by the way. I was going to say, no, absolutely. All right. I want to mosey on with a... Just a pep in my step back to the group. Uh, it looks like 
Well, sounds like the vineyard was captured by quote unquote evil druids and plant life and the such, which, and I produce flame, doesn't sound like it'll be much of a problem. And they don't want to fight for it. So if we could take it, it's ours. So who wants to own a winery? Uh, my guess is Brom. You know it. Pelias? Hey, I'm down for anybody who, uh, anybody who's hurting people who rightfully own places. They don't deserve their uh, lives. I mean, it sounds pretty heroic. Hell yeah, it does. Yeah, let's go. All right, let's pull our resources. We're dealing with druids and plant life that I would like to assume are weak against fire. Yeah, you know, you know fire magic, right? Uh, I have the ability to produce some fire, yes. Um, I would normally be able to do some other fire-based things, but I don't have access to it at the moment. But I can make you real big again. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you are ready to approach the uh, winery now? Yes. I'm ready for you to approach the winery. I want to be second in the order of the the okay, stack okay. up here. What's the what's the marching order then? Uh, I want to push Pelias in front of me. Pelias definitely wants to go first. I'll take up behind Brown. I'll be behind Roland. And Leander will take it, bring up the rear. So uh, the winery is situated in the midst of the vineyard. It's a it's an old two story building. There seems to be multiple entrances and iron fencing along the roof line. Uh, the trail ends at an open loading dock on the ground floor. Uh, there's a wooden stable of more recent construction attached to the east side of the winery next to the loading dock. West of the winery is a crumbling well and a wooden outhouse. As you as you kind of get as you kind of reach the winery, you hear the rustle of dead vines all around you. Inhuman shapes emerge from the vineyard, their limbs cracking as they trudge forth through the mist and rain. Now, let me kind of explain the situation you guys are in. These are are coming from several different directions. And pretty much the only way that doesn't lead directly past them is into the winery, which now is behind you as you've turned around to face these creatures coming from the vineyard. Okay, so winery is behind us, and vineyard is where these things are at. Right, which is pretty much all around you. Okay, so rows and rows of, of, and then behind us is the actual building. Right. Gotcha, okay. So you can choose to duck into the building, or you can try to stand your ground here and and murder things. And that's where we'll leave off for episode five. What have our characters gotten themselves into? Will they end up with a winery, or will they end up dead? Come back for episode six next time, and in the meantime, remember to head over to patreon.com forward slash lackofinitiative, where you'll be able to get episode six a week earlier than everyone else, which means everyone that it'll be about two weeks before episode six comes out for free. As always, thank you for listening and thank you whether you decide to uh, support us on Patreon or not. We are very grateful that you listen to our silly little Dungeons and Dragons game. See you in episode six.